1: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Kyle. Thanks for having me. Kyle. Kyle, what is that on your arm? I can't tell if that's a tattoo or you have a band. Oh, this one? It is a tattoo. You got comic on your skin, bro.
0: Yep. It's going to end up being like a whole sleeve. So we're... We're working on it.
1: Oh, my goodness. I guess to say the topic of the day is comics. Holy crap, dude. I saw a kid at my work with a Green Lantern tattoo on his uh, back of his tricep. And I was like, is that Green Lantern? And he's like, yeah, a lot of people don't know what that is. And I'm like, you'd be surprised with today's culture. You'd expect more people to know, like, you know, more superheroes. But I think everyone thinks of, like, the Green Lantern movie. And they're like, it's crap. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's amazing. I love it.
0: (laughs) It's a pretty good movie. I just felt that it was, you know, the pacing was a little rushed, but then again, I don't think everyone always appreciates Ryan Reynolds humor half the time.
1: Unless it so. comes to Deadpool and then everybody loves Absolutely. Deadpool. I like It's a those... knockout every time. Okay. What's your favorite superhero?
0: Um, So it's definitely a hard one and I always give it up to a tie. Um, Spider-Man and Wolverine are always my favorites. Um, Spider-Man, just because he is the everyman character. Like, no matter what they do, all of his problems boil down to personal problems. Um, And then Wolverine, just because, I mean, I just like the interesting take on it. It's a guy born, like, 19th century Canada, and then, you know, loses his memory for decades uh, after a bunch of experiments or whatever. Um, But now they brought it back, so he remembers all of it, which makes him, honestly, a much deeper and more interesting character. Um, So, yeah, it's just... He's just in, as a whole <laughs> interesting I, to read.
1: I got two questions. One is going to decide the fate of if this podcast continues and if this podcast ends. Which Spider-Man are you talking about here? That's a good question. Um, Don't you so dare is, say Tom is, Holland.
0: Yeah. Was it going to? I was going to. I was. I was just about to ask. Do you mean like? Miles Morales versus Peter Parker, or do you mean of the three people who have been Spider-Man?
1: It should only be Toby in my mind, because, well, every time I'm like, I look, everyone says like, I look like Tom Holland, and they, they kind of look at me for a second, then I show them a picture and they're like, yeah, that you're 100% Tom Holland. I just, he's the best representation But I I just – I love Tobey Maguire. I don't know what it was just like I guess because I grew up on that, you know. But, I mean, I grew up on the odd superheroes. Like I just saw on Twitter they were talking about bringing back static shock. And I was like, yes. Like nobody ever talks about – like the the, I guess I love the obscure ones. I'm a Wolverine fanatic. I like Wolverine too. My buddy does uh, impressions of Wolverine and all that. But, like, I'm a – man – I, I don't like the basic always the ones that everyone always follows and loves everyone either raves about tony stark everyone raves about you know this i like quicksilver i thought that um in the second one i don't know if it was it wasn't a po- it was apocalypse i think where they had to fight the um i guess that's dark seed dark seed yeah no maybe oh um he could upgrade so- mutants, but he couldn't like do a whole lot oh yeah that was that was apocalypse that was definitely apocalypse yeah so um, when quicksilver's running and they're playing dreams as he's saving everybody from the yeah. house explosion and stuff i'm like yes like i like stuff like that i have not seen wandavision so please for the love of god don't spoil it but okay well,
0: I won't spoil it. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that definitely tries to preserve the, you have a month before I'm able to spoil things <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> That's my rule. Cause I used to have students that would come in my class. And of course, like, you know, I've been busy the night before getting their lessons ready and doing grading. And they come in and they're like, oh my God, let me tell you. And like, whatever the latest Marvel thing is. And I'm like, you can either say it and leave my classroom now, or we can stay together in this class and you keep your mouth shut. And they'll sit there and they'll be like like a, like a deer in the headlines, <laughs> just be like, all right. And I've had a couple that literally just back their way out into the hall. And they talk to their friends outside instead.
1: What made you um like what does the Marvel universe or DC universe? What does the comic culture mean to you? Because like for me, it's a little bit different. I guess because my age gap, I would say. Like I grew I grew up, I didn't have comics. I think my first comic book was a Kiss comic book. So oh you know, cool. I only had like mm-hmm. a very small influence into it, but I mean the culture's gotten so big now, everybody's either talking about superheroes yeah. this, superhero that.
0: Um, I mean, to me. So for me, it's really interesting because similarly, like I didn't really grow up too much. I think my dad bought me like two comic books growing up. And then one day he came home, like, I guess someone, one of his coworkers must have been like, hey, I have all these comics. and I don't want them anymore. And it was just, you know, a hodgepodge of Marvel and DC stuff, which for a kid like me who had terrible reading skills uh, growing up, it just, it helped me being able to like see a visual and be able to kind of get the context better which now put me to where i am today i can actually read very well um and then but then like when it comes to the actual culture i'm like 50 50 on the comic culture uh not because of you know me not liking it or being like 50 50 on liking it clearly love it a ton um but it's honestly the fandom there's a very toxic fandom in there
1: uh also I mean, with like rivals of like who's has the better superhero because so, i mean everyone shit I on wish. tony stark I, when he died and i was like good god man it's a movie and he's like <laughs> he did a very good job in the couple of films but everyone's like oh you lost absolutely. your tony stark it's like well, who's your superhero then are you a captain america yeah. fan because even he turned into an old man and they gave the position up
0: and see and that's part of that's part of my problem with the culture is there's a side of the comic culture where they are absolutely gatekeepers um They don't like anyone being able to put a spin on the stories like, yeah, Tony died and Captain America is now an old man, which have all been a thing. And it's like also, as you point out, it's a movie. These guys are going to want to be done with these roles at some point. So calm down. (laughs) The writers and directors are just giving it out. Um, But at the same time, like, for example, um, so... This, this is really what it is, because I wish it was truly just, you know, which superhero is better and everything. But what it comes down to is getting readers, new readers, especially into comics, um, especially if you're looking at people of color, women. They tend to get the raw end of the deal from those gatekeepers because they'll be like, well, you can't be a true fan because you don't know X, Y and Z reasons that don't actually make sense. Um so that's, that's the only part I kind of dislike about the culture because the rest is naturally pretty inclusive. Yeah.
1: How do you feel about, um? for instance, they're not going to make another Black Panther, at least with the Black Panther character, because they thought about trying to CGI his face onto another mm-hmm. actor, but they just want to leave it alone entirely. Like, I'm for that, I think, because it's like, I think that shocked everyone when that happened. Like, I remember waking up on Twitter and it was like, Chad, you know, he's gone. It's like, oh man, it's like, wow, it's like so young too. You know, you really don't know the battle yeah. that people really go through. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think, honestly, I think that's the best option for them just because of the fans, like, let's face it, the first Black Panther is a cultural phenomena that we will always remember. It's iconic. It steps in the face of so many, uh, like, again, these gatekeeper people we're like oh this will suck because xyz reasons their actual reason they don't like that it's a character of color and then it's a huge success and it breaks down a bunch of barriers so i think not recast or not recasting him or doing the cgi thing i think that's honestly their best bet cuz it'll it'll honor what he created
1: yeah it's crazy how you keep saying like uh the gatekeeping of it all because i just recently saw yeah. the giant war between anime on twitter where it was like a bunch of people <laughs> saying like you don't know dragon ball z you don't know this you don't know that and i'm like i get it from their side where it's like you've been involved with it for so long you know so much about it and it used to be nerdy at a time people would consider like geek culture then it, now it's mm-hmm. kind of become the more modern day so then you're seeing like i walked into a store and saw a girl she was wearing a kami house Dragon Ball Z hoodie. And I was like, oh my God, like love of my life. Hello. And I like, walked up and I was like, commie house. And she's like, no, I got this at Hot Topic. I was like, damn it. Like, I can see it's kind of <laughs> like when you see a person wear a band shirt and then you look at them and you go, so you like that band? And like, yeah. And I'm like, name five songs. It's the same exact thing because people just love one little aspect of it. But I mean, that's what that's why Twitter's now doing super fans. Like, you're going to be a, a super fan rather than just be the average fan.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of stuff like that where, and I think what it honestly, it straight up comes down to is I think it's people who are scared that new people are coming in and thus everything's going to change because of it kind of thing, which is again, like it's absurd. Comics are going to still be comics, man. It's just now you're going to have, you know, more options and more stories. The more people that get into it, the more stories we're going to get. Because let's face it, rehashing the same thing every two years is not good.
1: Exactly. I want them to start digging through like the vaults or the trenches and stuff like what's interesting about stuff that you post on Instagram is there are a lot of superheroes and like super villains, I would say that really don't have a movie deal or that a lot of people don't know about. And like, I mean, I discovered it when I was going to this bargain store called it's called Ollie's, I think. And it's like, it's literally like, Going to a thrift store, but it's an actual like target size store. And it's like they just get a bunch of like rundown, like when a store closes up or something, they'll get random deals. Mm. It's always new every time you go in, but they had a like a giant mountain of comic books on a table. And I mean, $1 for 10 different comic books of the green lantern and i'm like uh what and it's just the same stuff the avengers all old school style stuff you Mm -hmm. can find it like a some person's attic or something and i'm like like these are movies you could be doing stuff there's plenty of people out there that should deserve a movie like static shock for instance i know people just think he's kind of absolutely even though he gets shit on a lot and i'm like why i'm like it's the it's the it's the basically like a, a different version of spider-man. Like, I guess people don't like the aspect of trying to deal with a kid's life as a superhero. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You don't want to worry mm-hmm. about all the teenage angst and shit. I'm like, well fucking. So what for two pages of the comic <laughs> book, he's listening to green day. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah. And it's actually really interesting. Cause I think that's a specifically DC's fandom. Cause they're the ones who now get all the statics static shock stuff. Um, because they're heroes, right? They're so used to, like, this is one of the major differences. Um, it's gotten a little bit closer, but truly to divide DC and Marvel. Marvel is about the people that the superheroes are, right? So we see the issues. We see the problems. And as I said, Spider-Man, literally his, his big supervillain issues come down to personal issues. Um, but DC is just, no, it's Batman. Bruce Wayne's the mask. So we don't really need to worry about that too much. Batman's the focus kind of thing. So when you have someone like Static, which is... Honestly, the best. Like, I could not care less about the Justice League cartoon growing up. Static shock? Sign me up every day from the W channel or WB channel um, kind of thing. And he he is, like you said, he's kind of like a Spider-Man in the sense of we get the personal drama and the teen angst trying to fit in,
1: especially the Justice League crossover with him. What um Do you think, like, because superheroes, or the, at least the comic books or the culture, kind of seems to represent what the times are today. Like, I heard somebody mention, like, it seems like the heroes are getting darker and the villains are getting darker I was like yeah that's the point it's evolving because like it's now being a little bit more realistic right we would never see Batman or we'd never see anybody kill somebody mm-hmm. but at this point now it's like there's it's a defense thing too as well it's kind of evolving with the times which I think shows a great representation of what's going on in society today just with how everybody's kind of you know it, we're getting harder and tougher it's becoming a, a much worse world i would say not like in the aspect of like the the world's so negative all the time but there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. going on we're kind of progressing a little bit forward to get a little deeper and darker and that's kind of what we're seeing reflected with the, the you know the comic books for instance mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean they're they're definitely getting darker and and i would say for the most part in good ways right like oh here's a fantastic example marvel right now they're doing like a whole rebranding of their x-men uh series and everything so now all the x-men live on like their own uh their own sovereign island nation in the middle of the ocean um like all the mutants and so they're talking about like they comment on like foreign affairs and how dark it can be and how like there's covert stuff that governments are doing like they really get into it and those are the best comics are the ones that reference what's going on all the other ones like you know we can look at honestly, and it's always been that way. Because I mean, we can look at Captain America issue number three in uh, the 1940s. We we have a we get attacked by an invasion uh, from Japan, and this is months before Pearl Harbor happens. Right? We already knew that this is probably something that's going to happen. They put it in the comic, and then it almost seems like it's telling the future kind of thing. And then you know World War II comics all about fighting Nazis and Japanese 1950s Captain America is not fighting Nazis anymore it's
1: communists wait till that gets canceled on the aspect of like there's going to be one person out there that's gonna be a Nazi defender like there's probably not one now because I don't know who would defend the Nazis but I just saw Oreo put up Oreo put up a tweet and said um transgenders exist and I'm like no shit like what 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 are we doing here like you're making a statement to, i guess i guess it's like an ad type thing so it's, if you show your support yeah. then they'll buy more of your product type deal but they just tweeted mm-hmm. that like four words transgens <laughs> exist or are existent and i'm like no shit man like what what are we doing here <laughs> and like people are commenting like is this a cry for attention and apparently vanilla wafers said the opposite vanilla wafers said that they don't exist there's only two so then it was like a fight back and i was like wait a minute so are you telling me that I was i supporting that if i ate vanilla wafers as a kid i'm not understanding what the world's <laughs> coming to when are we going to see our nazi defenders when are we going to see the guys that go hey you know my great 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 grandfather it's like i wouldn't admit that if i were you <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's I'm sure, I mean, we kind of do already have them, right? Like, there's plenty of people out there. It's just fortunately we haven't had a company, too big of a company, pop out and be like, hey, yo, remember World War II Nazis? We bringing them back. Like,
1: fucking Ford. Like, nobody even remembers Ford. He was, he bought, it, Uh, what is it, Mein Kampf? He bought the book and actually referenced Hitler in a couple of Dude, his speeches. He, Everybody's like, he makes nice cars. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. They
0: sit there. I mean, like for goodness sakes, he had a what the rumor is supposedly he had a picture of Hitler on his desk, too.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't even have a picture of anybody in my family that I love on my desk. I don't know how he has a picture of Hitler.
0: I don't know. I got a picture of two my two dogs. So, like that's about as far as I'm going to be.
1: <laughs> well, there's like an old comic book of like i uh, I'm pretty sure it's Captain America like punching Hitler, isn't it? Or punching somebody like one of the
0: Yeah, that's the uh that's the cover for the original uh Captain America number Captain America
1: Comics number 1 1941. So it would show you that Captain America was originally like a form of propaganda. I mean, during the war times, just promoting the superhero that was getting everybody like, yes, look at this. They're th- that's the enemies. Those are villains. I was like, that's programming from the start. Like you're already magically thinking yep. that the Nazis are, oh, yeah. I mean, they're it's- obviously horrible, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, no, I absolutely know what you mean. I mean, comics dude. comics have always been propaganda. It's just a matter of how subtle they are with the propaganda um right like as you said world war ii as i said 1950s uh with the commie smasher um and then you get into the 60s is the heyday of the propaganda in my opinion especially in the iron man comics um and like some of the other very scientific based ones like the hulk uh, almost all of their villains initially were from soviet russia in some way or connected to soviet russia or The really racist one, the Mandarin, which he's supposed to be like this Chinese warlord from hundreds of years ago with these 10 magical rings. And how did they portray him? Well, his skin was completely yellow. His nails were extremely long, almost claw-like, like like super, super racist caricature. But it was, was, you know, it was to target China.
1: That was like the cartoons back in the day. I don't know what happened, but somehow like apparently like a Japanese – character was always displayed with like glasses really huge eyes buck teeth and like flat black eyebrows and like a bowl cut and i'm yep. like as we all even looney tunes did that after a while and i was like <laughs> we all know that's not true but apparently that was just the depiction that they showed us it was like a form of propaganda it's, it's nuts to see like how comics were used back and they like not even thinking about it just being like oh it's a good comic book but like initially kind of programming you in a way to immediately already think a certain way like yeah it's, i mean it's good for a morale when it comes to trying to support your own country i mean who doesn't want a picture of captain america punching adolf hitler in the face in their room i mean come on now
0: <laughs> i mean that's the it's the pinnacle of masculinity in there every every little boy and girl want that
1: <laughs> it's kind of like uh um, if you see um captain america the movie when he's like he's talking to the schools and stuff like that like you can only defend and you know kick Hydra or whatever that is it's it's, it's a whole entire propaganda thing and i was like they had that back in the day in schools to be like a superhero to be a hero i mean first of all we can't even forget to mention one of the most influential people on tv back in the day christopher reeves when he was playing superman oh yeah everyone lost their fucking minds it was like when you see the um christmas story and the little kid would get the decoder pen or whatever and it'd be like drink more Mm -hmm. ovaltine that that's what (laughs) superman was you know before his horse accident before all that it was this aspect of like kids would literally tune in but want to just be like superman want to go beat up bad guys which helped promote amazing community aspects when it comes to not being a horrible person in the world don't rob stores don't do any of this or superman will come for you more people wanted mm-hmm. to be like superman rather than be the enemy that superman picks up and throws through a building
0: exactly i mean yeah it's it's everything i mean and man that those movies captured the imagination so much especially if you're like a kid of the 70s like for example the 1940s superman serial with uh i think his name was george reeves uh real sad life for that guy um his his how flying worked in that show was he would climb out the window and then they would show like you know something from a distance flying kind of thing but now the 70s you got the fish wire going you have you know the guy could fly and i think that was the tag the tag was when you see this you will believe a man can fly kind of thing so yeah it just captured the imagination as you said like those kids kids are impressionable
1: so it makes something that shows them hey be superman don't be this guy that he's going to beat up Maybe, maybe that explains a lot of issues going on in the world today. Is that like everything they see now is like a hacker or slasher film or it's something like <laughs> insane that makes you wonder like, no wonder these kids are suffering from something like you. So, so even though you're a teacher, I read an article yep. about um it's saying that kids during zoom calls are experienced are being diagnosed more with ADHD I'm like, what? Like, it's not ADHD that they're suffering from. It's that you're stuck in your room trying to, like, learn in a whole different platform. It's a lot Mm -hmm. easier. Like, when I read a book, for instance, I go to the library. It's very hard for me to read in my room when I have a 55-inch TV staring at me. My Xbox, Netflix, Mm -hmm. Hulu, all the capabilities and subscriptions I could possibly need to just not (laughs) read the book. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's – yeah, no. And it's it's a lot of stuff, like, especially – so i'm still i'm still virtual teaching so this this is my classroom that you see before you um and it's yeah there's a i mean there's a mix of stuff you have the kids who just they're they're in an, an impossible situation where they're teenagers they can't focus that well anyways um and now you're asking them to pay attention to me while also as you said all those distractions and then for you know some of my kids a lot of them are just getting distracted because they have to take care of their siblings too. The amount of kids who would show up to my class late and be like, sorry, I had to make my brother lunch. Sorry, I had to take, like, make sure that they were doing their schoolwork. But yeah, I would say honestly, probably a lot of those supposed ADHD cases are just the fact of like, this is an impossible situation for everyone. I, even I will like, you know, kids will be talking and then I'll be like, well, you know, there's something interesting over there, kind of thing. So I can only imagine for them not having time management skills and it being even more of an issue.
1: Now you also, do you teach normal history as your day job? So yeah, I teach,
0: um, currently my main one is American history is what I'm I'm teaching currently. Um, And then, I mean, I also teach sociology, civics, economics,
1: a a good wide variety. Does it get hard like trying to like even with me like studying certain histories or study i know more probably about star wars lore than i do about like actual history or actual evolutionary facts so i'm wondering since you have so much information on comics for instance does that ever sometimes get blended through and do you use that to a benefit like to like teaching the kids be like hey you're learning about world war ii you start start using examples of Captain America, things that they can watch of that movie mm-hmm. and be able to pull it out of. Instead of the reference, I think I always watched in school was Forrest Gump. I'm like, I could learn way more from Captain America than Forrest Gump.
0: Yeah, that's that's always like the go-to for history teachers who are like, I don't know what to really do at the end of the year. Let's throw Forrest Gump on. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like it's actually, I've had it be extremely direct in how I've blended um, blended comics into America or social studies uh my best example would be my civics economics class I do a lesson about government regulation so you know all the boring stuff that everyone wants to learn about how the government steps in what causes just a bill
1: on top of capital (laughs) half
0: the time I'm like I'm like to preface this we're gonna watch schoolhouse rock and my kids are all like you mean that stuff from the 70s I'm like it's older than me trust me I'm not 55 trust me um (laughs) uh but so what i do to amp it up and make it more interesting is i use marvel's civil war comic and essentially the kids all have a specific character assigned to them we do readers theater where at, we're all as a class reading out loud one kid is captain america one kid is iron man one kid is Spider man, man etc
1: um who the, the hell's hawkeye walking... who's hawkeye
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't have to explain that to anyone because he was dead by that comic. Um, <laughs> but it's always, I always, like, there's a couple characters in it where I'm like, um, I can't remember her name, but essentially her power is that she just reaches through, like, these pockets in reality, and she pulls out swords. And the kids are like, who is she? I'm like, I don't know, B-rape villain that they're going to probably kill at the end of this comic. Like... I don't know, kid. That's someone.
1: I'm predicting that mutant abilities are going to be a thing in the next hundred years, but I don't think they're going to be like how we see in the comics. I don't see a guy getting angel wings. I don't see a guy (laughs) turning all metal like Colossus. I see it dumb stuff like Super Spit. But not acid spit like in Deadpool, <laughs> but being able to spit super far. It's going to be – some. I mean, yeah. not even what? <laughs> a year and a half ago, we were all worried about 5G and it messing with our children. Now it's like, yeah. come on. At one point, we're going to start <laughs> seeing either psychic abilities become more of a thing, but it's going to be dumb stuff. Like I like you ever see the movie Mystery Men with Ben Stiller? That's mm-hmm. the type of superpowers mm-hmm. I'm talking about where it's like I'm invisible if nobody's looking at me. <laughs> it's like, well, then you're useless. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, that's absolutely. So I, I, I was making a joke about this to my students because I was trying to explain to them the vaccine and how it works because a number of them were like, it's going to change your DNA. I'm like, well, let me tell you how RNA works and maybe you guys will understand. And then I was like, also, I would hope I'd get mutant powers if they're doing stuff like that. I just hope I don't have the worst one, which was written, I think it was, I can't remember who wrote it, but there's a character who, and whenever you're talking to him, You know, full interaction and everything. Second you turn away and he leaves your eyesight, you don't remember him. And it's nothing he can control. It's just something that happens every
1: time someone works with him on something. (laughs) That makes it really easy if you just want to have fights with people all the time or like, you know, you could easily keep trying to pick up a girl over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's just like you constantly, right? Like you have one person who you always lose the argument with. So now you can just come back every time and try to figure out the right argument to make them lose. It's like
1: You would be the best. You just had to videotape it. So then it'd be like, we had a debate. It's like, and you lost. It's like, I don't remember it. It's like, here, here's the video for it. And
0: you just don't need to know that we did this six times and you lost the first five or you won the first five.
1: <laughs> this tape goes for ten hours. It's like we had a multiple debates. It was the same one over and over again. I just couldn't figure out. You kept pulling we, out that one we really card. just got into it. <laughs> <laughs> what would be a superpower you'd want to have? Ooh, Superpower I would want to have Um
0: I would, regeneration would honestly be, well, hold on. Let me rethink that. If I was born a little earlier, maybe the regeneration thing. Because nowadays, like, I'm going to, what am I going to do?
1: Live long enough to watch the world burn? Um, yeah, that's what I tell people about immortality. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't, I saw my grandfather live lived to be 97 and he fucking hated his life. He stopped taking his pills. He was like, bro, he's like, it gets exactly, horrible.
0: Like, I need out. I need yeah. out. <laughs> um. So honestly, it probably would be. If I could – if time travel could be a mutant ability, that would be the ability. Not so I can mess with anything except for maybe Hitler. I have a bias there. (laughs) But just to watch everything, like my big surprise, I choose the history nerd route. I want to be able to watch history happen in
1: front of me. So surprisingly, that's my choice too. But I have to – I feel like if powers are actually going to be a thing if somebody like a genie was going to gift you powers or we let's say we met a Dr. Manhattan character okay so he goes okay. I'm going to give you superpowers so if you pick teleportation he goes fine but you can only do it once every 24 hours and that that means that doesn't mean it rolls over it does not fucking roll <laughs> over okay you're not just like I'm going to save it and then I'm going to use two tomorrow no it's like a I'm full 24 24- weekend <laughs> and it's it's not even right it, you can wait till 11 59 teleport and then 12 a.m. no it doesn't matter Times. zone none of that affects it it's a full 24 hours after you've used your power would you still want that because that sounds awful
0: yeah i don't know if i'd want that like i'd have to be very specific and intent like like that would be nice to save on like plane tickets like that's the only convenience then you won't get your miles
1: you won't get your miles sure you won't get your miles but i mean like would i even need my
0: miles at that point Cause then wow. I could just be like, you know, today, today, I'm feeling Japan. I'm feeling Japan today. D- disappear over summer break, come back after like f- three months. Like, I had a good time in Japan. Didn't cost me anything to fly there. So Godzilla attacks nice. the day you teleport there. <laughs>
1: yeah, just sitting there and be like, all right, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's like, hold on. You got to wait a full 24 hours. It's like, are you oh, sure? Oh, yeah, land...
0: <laughs> so then you got to learn
1: how to survive for 24 hours. by Godzilla oh, yeah. just ravages. Oh my gosh.
0: I would just say, I, I probably wouldn't even know what to do. I'd probably just like, you know, I know how this works out. I'm, I'm gonna just find where his feet's gonna land and end this quick
1: <laughs> i thought i'd want the teleportability, but ever like my favorite all-time marvel movie if you're gonna ask me would be wolverine the origin one like the one that's now on mm. hulu where they show him how he gets mm-hmm. his powers they introduce his brother i think they should definitely chase down his brother on a whole nother movie i feel like that's that actor that played him in that movie was amazing i mean terrific oh, that was what was it that was levi Schreiber, i think i think so yeah who plays him but yeah. that movie was so good. But then when the guy from the Black Eyed had the teleportation ability and he teleported and the dude grabbed his spine, that's where I lost the love for it. I was like, nope, I'm good. I don't need that happening to me because I know somebody's going to predict that shit.
0: Just the concept of his teleporting is so weird to me because I'm so used to the Nightcrawler, which was really funny because the tie-in game for that movie was um, they showed him... Like uh, the Black Eyed Peas character, Um, and he apparently is going. It was alluded to be Nightcrawler's dad for the movies. Um, And how did Nightcrawler get blue? Mystique. Mystique's his mom.
1: Hold on a fucking second.
0: (laughs) So okay, so if we want to really go into into the Nightcrawler thing, so I'm gonna do it from the comics. He's got a tail. A lot more sense.
1: Wait, did Will I Am have a tail?
0: So in the comics, in the comics, um, did you, did you watch X-Men first class? Yes. Okay. So, you know, the red
1: guy with the tail. That's, um, what's his name? Azizel. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Azizel. Azizel.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, so in the movie, right. They made him more of like a crony, which really didn't explain like his powers and why he has them or anything. He looked like a douche. Come on. He had his hair slicked back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, but in the comics, he's actually a demon. Like he's one of like the seven different iterations of the devil. And apparently him and Mystique get together at some point. They do the ugly and boom, you have Nightcrawler.
1: Hold on. I know when we mix red with blue, we get purple. <laughs> we sh- yeah, so
0: he should be purple. <laughs> he should definitely be purple. Like, Which also they- explains his, his teleportation, but...
1: Well, when they introduced yeah. the x-men when they introduced him um not in the first class or that but the original one they showed him mm-hmm. like in a church and he was like praying and he spoke a different language so i was wondering how you got that from mystique
0: so i think if i remember right at the time and again i'm kind of basing this on the comics but that version of nightcrawler is much closer to the comics so it'll make more sense um Mystique kind of abandons him after being chased by villagers and everything, um, and abandons him a little bit away from a town in Germany. Eventually, he ends up coming to Germany, and yeah, he ends up becoming like this very devout Protestant, which is why he goes to the churches, is always like hanging out there. Um, In the comics, he's like the chaplain of the X-Men um so yeah that's that's how he winds up in this random church in germany he's been he was abandoned there years ago by mystique
1: it kind of like reminds me a lot of like the hellboy story you know like where he has kind of like just like the demon side of him too but like there's like he mm-hmm. com- they kind of like body types at least look the same and so hellboy becomes bigger obviously like when he gets older but like yeah. in his youth he looked a lot like nightcrawler in first class you know like this scrawny mm-hmm. little kid with a tail except he's just red and um I always found that interesting. I think Hellboy's, I don't know if he is technically considered a superhero or a supervillain. I know there's comics based on him. And I know he's met the Marvel hmm. Universe, I think, once. Um, but I'm not 100% sure if it was Marvel or DC.
0: Um, let's see. So there was a crossover I comic.
1: Ooh.
0: I mean, it could be a possibility because it was Dark Horse running it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a DC crossover. They tend to do the crossovers with other companies most of the time. Um, it's kind of like when you see so your your, your
1: hero in another film, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't wasn't even expecting <laughs> this." Like every time you saw hey, Stan no, Lee, sure. you lost your shit. Yeah, it's like, "Oh my god, play yeah. date."
0: <laughs> yeah, and I honestly, um, Hellboy is one of one of the fun ones too. Just because I do. I do like how they go with his personality. So, and I think it was a Batman crossover. now that I'm thinking about it, which would be like the perfect attitude, Mr. Too calm all the time and thinking too much. Then the guy who just, you know, wants to blow stuff up.
1: (laughs) Ron Perlman is a treasure, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When he's singing in that library, can't smile without, I'm like, yes. I'm like this is just perfect like you know he's got like the little bit of the booze problem but it's like he's still like he has a heart you could tell but uh what's it um oh my god try to think of that I think it's I would say Ghost Rider, the story one on the television is a different version than Johnny Blaze. But my favorite, I have to say, would be Nick Cage's Johnny Blaze. Like, that's a, I thought the first one was amazing. I thought the second one was amazing, Mm -hmm. but people didn't like it. But I was like, I don't know. It shows, I like a hero that doesn't care. You know what I mean? It's on an aspect of, like, he's just trying to do the right thing based on, like, what is right, rather than, like, if anybody gets in my way, you're in trouble, too. I like that aspect of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nick. So I do like those movies. and I think they're good movies. My issue is always it's Nick Cage. So I just get hung up on everything about him. And I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like waiting for that moment where he overacts. And I'm like, come on, come on. It's gotta be coming. It's gotta be coming at some point. And then sure enough, he always does something that's just a little too absurd. Um, And that version, I do like that version a lot more um, especially since I feel like they just didn't do justice to the other Ghost in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but, yeah, Johnny, that that classic, man, I'm just trying to get somewhere. If you get in my way, I'm going to make your your world a place of hurt, like that there's something just great and cathartic about reading those and re- watching those characters
1: yeah one of the chilling moments for me was when he picked up uh that one mugger and he was like look into my eyes and like he looked into his eyes and his whole like he's just trapped inside dealing with all his sins that he's created and the girl mm-hmm. looks at him and then hands tries to hand her him, his purse or whatever and he looked at it he goes innocent and then like gave him like the hand to move on and i was like that's what i like <laughs> yeah. is that like he's on a deeper level of what's right and wrong he's there to punish the corrupt and then the the good just get out of his way and i'm like i like that aspect of things but that everyone saw the new spirit of vengeance one was like they brought the antichrist into it i was like what else do you expect to do with the ghost rider thing unless (laughs) other people
0: he's out there he's right like he's out there to fight specifically things like the antichrist so why are you upset about this (laughs) um I get it. It's, yeah. It's like, what? well, what do you expect? What do you want? Do you want like the same guys last time or do you want something bigger and badder?
1: Who do you think would be one superhero movie now or one person that's involved in the movies now that you wouldn't want to see anymore? And then who would be one that you would prefer to pick out of the archive and ramp up into a movie? Um, Ooh, that's a good question.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, this one's kind of a cheat because we are pretty much done with her, but Black Widow, I mean, why does everyone hate her so much? Well, so it's not that I hate her. I just hate how they made her in the comics. Like they tried a little bit when Joss Whedon was in charge and he bungled it to like give her some actual character development. And we definitely got some with Winter Soldier, but every other time she's just kind of been a plot device, I feel like. So, and it's like, just the so I'm hoping,
1: stone.
0: yeah, it's like, come on, Black Widow, honestly, Black Widow has some of the most interesting comic stories, uh, just with how stealth and covert everything is. But yeah, in the movies, it's just like, she's here to move things along. Like, she yeah. like she literally was a plot point for the Hulk. It's like, well, we just need someone that makes sense to send after the Hulk. So, you know, we're not going to send Tony. Let's send the, uh, the woman of the group who seems the least threatening kind of thing, and just yeah have that be it because it literally could have been anyone that walked into that room
1: um what about um, like i like the idea like because i I think venom was a very good movie but a lot of people don't and the reason why i got onto this thinking of spider-man was there was a chick that wore a blue outfit had white hair in the spider-man game and i don't know what her name was Ooh, you know who i'm talking about right
0: i think that's silver sable that sounds a lot like – because you said the hair was white, yeah, right? Was so <laughs> well, I mean she's always portrayed that way. But, <laughs> always. Um, Got to keep the readers interested.
1: But with, with Venom, I liked – like my all-time favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 3. So that's where everyone's really? like – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Spider-Man 3? laughs> it was good. I think uh, with um the idea – like I like the Venom movie, but I like what they did with Carnage where they kind of made – or I guess it would be – it looked like Carnage, even though his suit was black, it wasn't red. It was Eddie Bro- or mm-hmm. Eddie Brock's character, he was supposed to be Venom. I think that is mm-hmm. the best representation of Carnage, not the actual Venom. Because as we see, Venom's a bit bulkier, he's more of a football player. But when I saw the guy from that mm-hmm. 70s show playing, I guess it was <laughs> I guess it was Venom. He, grace. That, that is the perfect <laughs> carnage that guy was that that the one that they made in that movie was a perfect representation of carnage yeah. venoms obviously more bulky just like how the venom movie portrayed
0: yeah yeah no that's and honestly it's just the fact of like as you said the 70s show as soon as i see topher grace the last thing i think of is big tough eddie brock instead i think i'm just sitting there i'm like oh come on eric come on you're better than this where's Donna than this Eric where's Donna Donna? (laughs) she'd be able to keep you out of this um (laughs) but it's just I don't know the Spider-Man 3 movie besides one very rushed we had too many villains and then yeah it's just Venom did not hit for me the way that they portrayed him in it it's definitely they did a much better job this time
1: just the whole kid goblin thing. I looked at it like I can't. It's James Franco. I'm just staring at dumb face. He's just got dumb face. Like I can't. I can't get past yep. that. But then whoever played Sandman, that was a perfect actor lineup. That dude is that. That is he a was great fantastic. representation.
0: Yes, he was fantastic. I'd be I'd be happy to see him show up again in the uh, the new Spider Man that they're working on. They're pulling all these other villains from the old
1: movies. They might as well pull him. Well, that's what they did on Twitter is that they had three different actors upload a new Spider-Man trailer. And then I'm like, now I'm hearing they pulled the funding out of Doctor Strange 2 to make – because I think if I was going to choose a superhero in recent times, I think Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is probably my favorite. I would love to have his powers and abilities, but I would hate to be stuck in the shadow dimension or the mirror dimension because I know I would yeah. never fucking escape. That is too impossible <laughs> for my mind. I had to, like, I felt like something broke when I was watching it. I was like, I don't understand how you could function in this right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I feel like like if they pushed me in, because I know for a fact there's no way even if I became a sorcerer I could open it myself. Um, if they just pushed me in, I'd probably just sit there and be like, um, "So where do I go?" And like, no, just have fun here. He disappears. All right, I'm just cool. gonna sit on the floor and never just, move ever i was gonna say i probably just end up in within like an hour of it sitting
1: in fetal position on the floor just hoping that they come back <laughs> just <laughs> comes back dude you haven't even moved an inch from where i left you i'm like i'm too afraid honestly and um yeah, it's like i don't know what's out there <laughs> so with the wandavision thing i think they were talking mm-hmm. about how it was like a time loop it was supposed to be the enemy from dr strange the um or, or Mamu, mm-hmm. the keeper of time oh, or yeah. whatever. Dormammu, he's like,
0: what is it? He's like the Dark Dimension ruler. Um, And I think I I have plenty of theories um, for like WandaVision because I think think the big bad of the upcoming entire arc, like the big Thanos going forward, um, is Mephisto, who's essentially the devil of the Marvel Universe, like the true Satan. Um, And... I think – and he's going to be the big bad that really Doctor Strange is going to have a handful with, and I'm pretty sure he's probably going to show up in Doctor Strange 2, especially with – um, uh, who's making the movie, who's directing? Sam Raimi, the I thought horror they, guy? I swear to
1: God, I thought they pulled the funding from Doctor Strange 2 to put in the Spider-Man because they were supposed to make an um the Spider-Verse, right? But then did they just bail on that? So no, 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 no.
0: I, well, I don't think so, right? Like we don't truly know, but there's lots of theories and things that we can point to. Um, But I think the way it's going to actually go is we're going to have WandaVision and all the reality stuff there is going to be what brings us to Spider-Verse in Spider-Man 3, where Doctor Strange is going to be showing up as well. And then it's going to culminate in Doctor Strange with all the realities and multiverse stuff. Um, So that's what I think the
1: progression is going to be. My brain hurts. Like my brain literally hurts. Because every time I try and find information, I'm always running into somebody talking about Jack Snyder cut or whatever the hell it is. I'm like, I get it. Okay, it's coming. Please just let me try and find out if there's going to be another Spider. Because my buddy, I hate watching the new Spider-Man. I I don't like it. I hate Tom Holland to death. But my buddy loves dragging me to those movies, and so it's, I've seen mm. most of them. But like they got to do some better casting on some things. Like I wish they would actually keep the heroes in their roles. I don't, I don't think a hero should cross over like for Chris Evans. I believe he should still be the human torch. Like I don't like the aspect that they pulled him into Captain America, just because that's how I was initially shown to him. And I think one of the most yeah. important things, especially if you're trying to create a culture and a dynamic thing here, is when you show a kid, you know, Santa Claus. It's that idea of Santa Claus, and then if you just say, "Oh, now we're going to revamp Santa Claus," instead of wearing, you know, bushy white beard mm-hmm. and all this stuff, he's going to be this other thing, and then you're like, "Well, they've already gotten used to that one." Now you're bringing in this one. It's going to mess up a lot of like the flow of their minds, their belief in it all. Because the whole point yeah. about the comic thing was there's an essence of belief. There's an essence of that's why everyone looks up to these heroes, looks looks at the villains, you know, this idea that it brings them into this mm. fantasy. And you're kind of ripping up the fantasy when you start keep switching out the actors because of like nobody really gave a shit in Harry Potter when they replaced <laughs> Dumbledore. I thought it was the same guy. Mm. I just thought he like went on keto <laughs> or some shit um well, we but, were young enough that we
0: were probably like oh old man
1: yeah get yeah, it <laughs> yeah. he's got a beard Gandalf yeah. um but I think it is important that you want to keep that innocence there and how you kind of do that is also mm-hmm. trying not to mess with the whole factor of replacing actors but I get it if an actor wants way more money and they feel like they got yeah. you by the nuts and you kind of got to stand your ground a little bit yeah
0: that's our, our the, what was it that's the um the Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle Essentially was Terrence Howard was too angry that he wasn't going to get more money. So they were like, and he was asking, I think, supposedly he was asking for like the same amount in Iron Man 2 that uh, Robert Downey Jr. was going to get. And I guess they were like, well, no. So we're going to get this new guy. Um, Nobody (laughs) said a word.
1: Everyone looked at it like. We're just like. In the fresh prince <laughs> when they replaced the aunt like three times nobody even really note know- like everyone noticed it but we didn't say anything we just were like okay well, yeah I guess everyone this was like oh new. well i guess
0: it happens but like to your point with with chris evans and the human torch um i think what that just honestly comes came down to right was the fantastic four was not owned by marvel at that point the movie rights at least did not belong to them they belonged to fox Um, Actually, the only reason why now Marvel does have them back is because of the when they purchased 20th Century Fox. Um, So I think for them, they just kind of looked at it as, we don't really care about those old movies. Those old movies are not Marvel movies. They are other brands' interpretations of Marvel movies. So they just kind of sat there and like, we're building our universe from the ground up. We know that it's going to be an interconnected universe. We know the long game. So I think for them, they were just like, so let's just go with someone like Chris Evans, who at the time, let's face it, had not made anything super big or well-known since the Fantastic Four and not another teen movie at the time. And they were like, we can get him for cheap. We can get him. He looks like he could be Captain America. It's Captain America. So oh, I think that's that's what that one mostly just came down to there. Is they sat there and were like, man,
1: that other stuff isn't Marvel, so we can do whatever we want. And even happened with the Age of Ultron with Quicksilver. They just like, oh, we're gonna switch over the, you know, the actors here. And I'm like, hold on, I saw that guy recently too. On, um, I was watch. I just started watching Malcolm in the Middle, so don't shame me for that. Really good no, show. No, no, no. But that dude <laughs> who played Quicksilver's in it, he was like a young age, like same age as one of the Malcolm guys. And I was like, oh my god, that's him when he's like really young. Like, it, like I almost didn't oh recognize god. him at first. But um. There you go. There's a superhero right there. Pick Brian Cranston for a superhero or supervillain role. He could easily fill some shoes. That dude is talented as hell.
0: He can he can do any role that he wants to do. And oh man, I'm just trying to think of who he could be. Like I would be cool if he's like the new Xavier for the movies. Like I can totally see him like being that bald mentor in a wheelchair uh, kind of thing. Especially if, you know, if they're doing now and if they want to go at it with the X Men are the X Men, like kind of thing, right? Like not, not getting used to being X Men. They've been around for however long. Then, like, having someone like Brian Cranston is the perfect age, perfect mentality, and also just a fantastic actor. Honestly, we could probably name any superhero and he could play it somehow.
1: I would place him in a position for either the thing. Or keep the guy from the original Fantastic Four movie to be the thing, because that dude did an amazing rep. He played in Hubie Halloween.
0: Oh yeah. He did, he did great. Uh was it Michael Chiklis? Yeah, he was great. The only issue was, you know, the foam suit. <laughs> that everyone was like, that's foam. That ain't rock.
1: That's foam. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It was better than the CGI one when that one came out. I was like, oh, bro, no. what what's happening here? Hey,
0: I'm not defending that. I'm not defending that. They didn't even give him pants, which I don't know. For me, the entire time, if I was Reed, I would have been like, can you just pants on for like two seconds, please? Just That's, a little bit. That dude's got
1: flame <laughs> on. You got to have pants on, bro. Like as soon as you change, you should, <laughs> you should. I like that aspect of like. Um, that I thought the new one wasn't that bad. I thought it had a good concept to it, but I feel like they. think they preyed too much on the teenage thing where people were looking at it like oh my god they're Mm. just whining and bitching the whole time it's like when we saw the original fantastic four we they were they were adults they weren't kids yeah yeah and i think
0: the main reason why like i felt like the story wasn't bad it's it's like it was the bread of movies i felt like i walked away watching a movie that was interesting it was a good popcorn movie right but they missed the most important thing about the Fantastic Four is that before they're a superhero group and a team, right, they're family. They, they do bicker and they do, like, you know, argue. But unlike in the series where it was like personal vendettas or in the movie where it was like personal vendettas or personal hangups kind of thing. You know, it just, there's no interconnectedness until, you know, the last five minutes where they're like, oh crap, this Doom doomed guy is real bad. Let's do something about him.
1: That's who Brian Cranston could play as Doom.
0: He would be a really awesome Doom. He would just, be a really awesome Doom.
1: Yeah, he has to play a villain, I'm sorry to say, is that like, that's just his character kind of has this like, he plays crazy very well. So I'm like, if you yeah, could pick he, him as like a Doom or maybe if you could pick him as like, even a Two-Face character, he could do a Two-Face really well. He can do –
0: yeah, there's so many things that he could do. And I'm just – now, because you said Dr. Doom, I'm picturing Dr. Doom, like, doing the Heisenberg thing. The, you know, what's my name? Say my name. <laughs> and then, you know, just imagine Dr. Doom being like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> just walking away. Like, Stay out, out right, of my I'm territory. Down, down. And shocks everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I'm telling you, I think there's probably the next couple of years, we're going to see some pretty interesting, interesting Marvel movies, because I'm like, you have to top a lot of what has already been out. I think a Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. 2 is definitely on my books. I hope they make that. I wasn't I didn't I liked a little bit of Justice League, like the bits I saw, I didn't see the full thing. But then they say the Mm -hmm. Jack Snyder cut or whatever it is, is a lot better, more added parts to I know they show like negative Superman. But then They Mm -hmm. make a good one, and then they release – like, everyone hated Wonder Woman 84. I never saw it, but I was like, imagine just in the mindset of the actress that was involved in it. They tell you, Mm -hmm. hey, we're going to put you on this machine and this green screen, and then when we get done filming you and all these shots, you're going to be flying through the sky, basically lassoing lightning bolts to fly. And then it doesn't matter. If I was that person, I wouldn't care if people hated that movie. I'd be like, well, I'm flying around in the fucking sky capturing lightning bolts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You sit there. You're like, you know what, guys? You know what? I get to do this. What do you get to do? Work at McDonald's? Good for you.
1: (laughs) Have fun with your 15 an hour. I'm a freaking Wonder Woman.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, man. And I didn't think Wonder Woman 84 was bad. I thought it was, you know, it was a little cheesier than the first movie, but I thought it was still pretty good. But yeah, it's just, get over it, guys. It's a movie. You like it? Cool. Don't go watch it again. or you like it go watch it again didn't like it don't watch it again like get over it too many people are getting on soapboxes for the wrong reasons is
1: firestorm the guy that's melted with two people
0: yes yeah
1: it was the coach and then the the student that were morphed together in like a blast or something right
0: yeah it was oh it was like it was a professor and um and yeah like just some random college kid I can't, remember. I can't remember their names. I don't read Firestorm too much, but I at least know his origins. I'm
1: about to say, because that would be a good movie to do too. Like, I think everyone's kind of looking at this thing. Like, I know a lot of people didn't, they, they always get mad at Scarlett Johansson. I know there was a movie, uh, I forgot what it was called. I think it was called Rub and Tug. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And I know that's a terrible name for a movie, but the movie <laughs> title, pre- like name, was actually preference mm-hmm. for, there was a, a transgender guy that ran a laundromat that was like doing hand jobs and doing all these things. And that's what the movie was going to be about. But people are upset they they wouldn't have an actual transgender person. Instead, yeah. it's going to be Scarlett Johansson. And I'm like, fucking... It's not the idea that they're trying to be accurate with the people they're hiring. They're trying to find people that want to go see these people. You pick a Robert Downey Jr. movie because Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, even if he's on a fucking date. It's not that you're looking for a person who actually has one leg. No, they're picking it because of that actor. It's more about views and box office hits rather than accuracy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that, that plays to the downfall, right? The moral downfall of these studios is that because at the same time right even though that is their whole goal let's face it so many other people have been marginalized because they haven't been shown kind of thing so I feel that's like the one thing it's like there are trans actors and actresses out there that are you know amazing and great at their craft but because they are trans they're not being given these opportunities that's kind of why I'm like with Scarlett jo- also, Scarlett Johansson, let's face it, has appropriated so many different yeah. groups, like like uh, Ghosts in the Shell, right? Like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's Japanese, right? So let's put her in there. Um, but so, yeah, it's just, it's a sad part. Like, we want to see these movies because they sound interesting, but at the same time, I don't want to sacrifice an opportunity for someone who is what they're portraying. And instead of, you know, another Scarlett Johansson, I get it. She's a great actress. She's hot, but she doesn't need to be everywhere.
1: I know, but I think people look at it like, Oh, another one of this. Well, why don't you get this? I like, they, they did that with the rock. Why didn't you get a handicapped person to play? Like the guy who was missing a leg. Why did not you get that to play in San Andre yeah. or the, whatever the Andreas mm-hmm. movie was that he was in. Or I was looking at that, like, yeah, the f- they're paying for the fucking rock. Like that's the whole reason they're going to get yeah. him to play black Adam. <laughs> it's not that he. <laughs> He fits the role for Black Adam is that no they're picking mm. him because they want the rock they want that character playing yeah. Black Adam.
0: Oh yeah there's and there's definitely right a bunch of a bunch of studios and writers out there the first thing they do before they even have a story they're like I want blah 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 in it kind of thing. Johnny and then they Depp. build the story around them. <laughs> yeah they're like I want Johnny Depp. Okay well, now let's write some weird stuff that he could do. Um just because he does it so well. um but yeah it's just you know it's 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 the culture of hollywood in these studios
1: so what do you think what what are your hopes for the future of like the marvel or dc or at least comic nature in general what do you think that it will be a good thing you'd want to see in like five years um i mean
0: dc i i mean I can give or take, I'll read their stuff every so often, but like, especially with Marvel, I hope they just, they continue their push for diversity and inclusion um, that they're doing. So I'm hoping to see, you know, more characters that don't just look like Steve Rogers, white and blonde. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would like to see that. And then in the course, and then with the movies, same thing. And it sounds like they're on the right track for a lot of it. I just hope that they, they go through with with those ideas um and then otherwise besides that with comics um it's not dc or marvel but i hope more and more publishers get on get on board with graphic novels in general um some of the best history books that i've been reading recently are graphic novels um and they're get you know getting me way more invested way more interested um and hopefully with more publishers doing that, more respect to people reading graphic novels will come as well. Because if I hear another teacher tell me graphic no- graphic novels are not reading, I-, I swear to God, I'll throw a book at them. I don't- <laughs> I'm over it at this point. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I wrote my thesis about this. I know what I'm talking about. Get out of your, get out of my lane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, I appreciate you for giving me your time today, man. Where can people find you? Your Instagram page? Is there any other places they can find you? so instagram you guys can find me at stern underscore
0: history same thing on twitter um those are really the two main places if you follow the instagram you get some really cool awesome comic knowledge and occasional history and culture stuff and then if you follow the twitter it's a lot of me doing pro education uh tweeting and uh pro education
1: retweets for the most part so if you're interested in those come on by And I'll make sure I link it all in the description. And thank you for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast.